I never want somebody to be sitting up there eating popcorn, drinking a cold drink, waiting on the clown to come out, and then they see me, and it's, oh, great, it's that guy again. (laughs) I want to be different. I don't believe anybody's ever got tired of you, Gizmo. I find that hard to believe, but... (laughs) You haven't talked to my wife, have you? All right, we've got an exciting guest, someone in a line of work that I've never spoken to before. You can see him in action this weekend, September 22nd and 23rd at the Omaha River City Rodeo. Please welcome to Omapod the rodeo clown, Gizmo McCracken. Hey, and the crowd goes wild. (laughs) Yeah, we'll hold for applause. Gizmo or Mr. McCracken? The Gizmo name came from, we worked on a music show in Branson, Missouri on a music theater down there for a while. And all of the comedians in that little town has to have some type of a nickname. And all my little gizmos and gadgets and things that I invent goes haywire and, and the backfires on me generally. And that's where the name Gizmo came from. And when we went back to rodeo, we kept that and sold a character instead of a particular act. How much training was there before you started getting in the ring? Oh, shoot. I was I started training it back in preschool. I was a kid that they kept sending home from school with the notes pinned to his shirt saying, don't let him come back till these problems are corrected. <laughs> and, sure. And I just turned it into a career. But I, I started fighting bulls and doing comedy when I was 15 in high school. And I just gravitated towards the comedy end of it for the longevity of that career. And I was just a lot better at doing stupid stuff than I was at fighting bulls. So I leaned that way. <laughs> and I, I know you would consider it a full-fledged comedy show that also happens to have a rodeo with it. Is that right? Yeah, there's a, a lot of times when I'm right in the middle of my comedy, a rodeo breakout. And, uh, <laughs> this is again coming to Omaha. How many times have you done the River City Rodeo over the years? Oh, I've been there. I think this will be our third or fourth time up there. They move us around a lot to keep variety coming to the rodeos. And so they have different comedy guys and different specialty acts and stuff like that brings the uh, a little different flavor to the rodeo instead of having the same guy. Tell us, is there anything about the Omaha crowd or the environment here that you've noticed compared to all the other shows you do that sticks out or that made an impression? Oh, they just love rodeo there. It's a great facility, a great building. The rodeo company brings a excellent bucking stock and a great rodeo stock to the building. And this time of year, I know I've, the listeners are probably not aware of this. The end of the month is uh, the cutoff date for qualifying for the finals. That's uh, our year ends the end of this month. And so there's uh, a lot of cowboys that they take the top 15 cowboys in each and crowd girls in each event to the national finals in Las Vegas. And I think it's over a $4 million prize money that they're shooting for out there so it's very important to to get to that rodeo if you can yeah and omaha the river city rodeo is one of the ones in the last oh eight to ten days of the to cut off so it's crunch time for a lot of these guys they take top 15 and if you're from 20 to 15 or from 20 to 10 depending on the money there they want to push and uh, make sure that they've got enough money to stay in that top 15 or to get into it so that makes Omaha a pretty important rodeo, so it draws out all the big dogs. There'll be some great cowboys there. That's like kind of the NFC or AFC championship, it sounds, the last kind of step before the Super Bowl in your world and in their world. I did not know right. that. That's right. interesting. The, the NFR being the Super Bowl of rodeo, it is definitely 
perfect comparison to what's going on there. It's you either make it or you're you're in that crying hole. If you're number sixteen, it's a long ride home. You live a Waylon Jennings song, I'm sure. You're traveling the road, the highway, and how many weekends a year are you out doing this? Oh, it we book individually every year. We're but we start up in January and we'll do our last show here in November this year. In your off season, are you refreshing your act? Are you taking things out that you maybe you've noticed you've just been doing a lot and are tired of? Are you adding things or is it pretty consistent over the run? I'm always looking for new material. I try to add stuff and I do a lot of walk and talk type stuff. I'm the comedian, stand up comedian at a rodeo and I like building different props and stuff. I do a lot of musical stuff and things that just don't always go right. <laughs> and they're always looking for something new. And but it's some of the acts that where we stop and do a four or five to 10 minute act. Our ambulance act has been comedy act of the year, been nominated for 11 or 12 times and different things like that is. This uh, is where Dr. Giz comes out in, in an ambulance. Is right. that, yes. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're yeah. not a and, licensed and it, uh, medical doctor, though. We do have to do that disclaimer, yeah, I believe. That's, <laughs> that's right. I, I am licensed, but not in that profession. <laughs> yes, true. And, but if, if you went to a Willie Nelson concert, you'd want to hear his new stuff, but he better play on the road again. You know, yes. They, they won't let you quit some of that older stuff that they've had for a long time and there's just good solid stuff and they want to see that but we try to bring new stuff to town too and basically my body is what i'm trying to, to regenerate in the off time <laughs> i was gonna say tell us about the physical toll how do you prepare for the show are you doing yoga and stretching and breathing <laughs> exercises if you can call it no, that or? i, I I don't know yoga. I, I usually uh, drink a lot of sweet tea, rest a lot during the daytime, and then give it all I got at night. <laughs> yeah. Sweet tea covers but, for a lot, really, we have to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then after the show, is it a, a shot of whiskey on occasion, or is it just... Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. I don't drink, and God's done a good job of taking care of me. And with me honoring some of his statues, we don't go there. You I'm wild it. enough without influencing <laughs> my mind. <laughs> yeah, you don't need it, from what I've seen, for sure. I've been doing it a while, let's say. We joined the PRCA in 92, and I started when I was 15, and that was 78. And so those mathematicians out there can figure that out yourself. <laughs> I'm not I'm that not smart. And but it's uh, I don't know. I've had a lot of back surgeries and neck surgeries. And like I say, I fought bulls for about five or six years when I first started and seen that that wasn't really my calling and tried to get out of that. And they kept trying to keep me in it for a while. And then I got in the barrel and then you get beat up in there pretty good. And I just recently had a neck surgery this last year. And so I'm pretty much out of the barrel. I still work the barrel as far as the comedy end of it, but I'm not a bullfighting barrel man anymore and never really craved that a whole lot anyway. And so we're just pretty excited about doing the comedy. People seem to like, like what we do. And as long as the phone keeps ringing, we'll keep going. Do you consult with YouTube at all? Or are these guys on TikTok? The younger guys are probably pushing social media, I'm sure, like everybody else. Do you refer to that ever for tips and ideas and things? I, I like to watch old comedy bits and stuff like that, older stuff and not so much the new stuff. To be an entertainer, you can't just call yourself one. Those guys, it's got a little different deal. It's a different look. Some of them don't like the rodeo clown stigma. And uh, I, I want to be that guy that I wanted to be when I was a kid. Uh, that rodeo clown that I just lit up when I said, I want to be that guy.
And when you're doing the walk and talk and when you're lighting up the crowd, is it that they're responding to a physical action mostly or is it just the presence or, or what really lights someone up when you're on your game and firing on all cylinders? I haven't really found that yet. But I know <laughs> it's out there somewhere. Uh, what is fun for me, what I try to do is my character. Like I say, I try to sell a character. I don't have a fire-breathing dog or a monkey that does a handstand or anything like that, which those things are all good. I just don't have it. I'm not an animal guy. And I like to go out and change clothes. I, every time I leave the arena, when I come back, I have something different about me. So I like the kids to, it keeps them watching and looking for you. Yeah. The character stuff, I like to bring in something different to keep the kids. They're going to, they're looking for you. They're watching and seeing what you're doing, listening to you a little bit, but they're mainly just watching what you do. And uh, sometimes it works. And for about 47 years, it's worked pretty good. Yeah. And people's all the time saying, where do you get your comedy material? I said, man, go to the mall. <laughs> we're a funny bunch of people. When you were doing the barrel work, was there ever a time you were scared off something and thought, I can't <laughs> do this anymore? What was the most serious injury? You, you Maybe you thought this is crazy or did that, How what happened oh. at the worst? I never got hurt bad enough that I thought, man, I just don't want to do this anymore. What makes me think that once in a while is when I can't tie my shoes. <laughs> but when my, I've had my arm broke I've, and both gets their horns and feet and stuff in the barrel, and that's a bad situation. You're like an egg in a blender there. You're going to get busted up a little bit. And could you uh, see the horn come in or just feel it? Oh, you feel it just right away. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine it, that. I got hit in the face one time in, in Abilene, Texas, and got it broke my eye socket and my cheekbone and my nose, and the sinuses fell out in my pocket, and that was probably the worst deal like that I got out of the barrel deal outside of just back injuries. You get the barrels are padded and they're steel or aluminum and everything, but it's still, it's like putting a motorcycle helmet on and me hitting you with a baseball bat. You're really glad you had the helmet on, yeah, but you, you still feel it. And so you get a pretty good beating in there. It's hard on your back and your neck. And that's why I just, I don't ride the barrel much anymore because of that. I just, I'm not going to do that. I've got grandkids coming up and I don't want to be sitting here on the porch just slobbering in my lap telling them where grandpa used to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to be able to see you to do things with them. And so I've had to draw the line this year and I've been backing out of it a little bit, but I just tell people when they call to, to hire us now and I got hard one today and I just told them, I bring a barrel with me, but I don't ride it anymore for the bullfights and stuff and i can't afford to get my neck messed up anymore i've already got it all screwed together and then when you were doing the bull fighting in the previous five years you said was that scarier to you than being in the barrel or what's it like to face off with the bull oh uh, i enjoyed my part of the back in the days when i was fighting bulls the stock contractor would ask to turn them back and which means get their attention when they turn when they open the gate you get in their face and, and you get that bull to turn instead of just run off and and that's, we started doing stuff like that. Did a lot of that in, in, in my day. Now the breeding programs on them is they don't, uh, very few times does a bullfighter have to grab a bull, get his attention to get him started, turning back and then step back and let him spin. And that's what we would have to do at that time. And I enjoyed that because the bull had his mind on the rider. 
these freestyle bullfight guys that just step out there in front of one and say, okay, turn him out and let me see if I can stay away from him. I uh, never did crave that. You know, yeah. I don't know my, <laughs> just never <laughs> did want none of that, you know, and, uh, but it's a heck of a rush to, uh, when I did fight bulls away back there to help a guy to get in a hang up or something, get him off or distract the bull away from him while he gets, gets up and gets away. And, and you know that if you wouldn't have been there, he'd have been in a jam. And that feeds the old uh, adrenaline pretty heavily. And, and then in the barrel, I, I really enjoyed the barrel work, packing the barrel in there to the fighting bull or if a guy was in trouble. That was a lot of fun. To, when you had good bullfighters where you could talk to them and cheer them on a little bit as they was working the bull, that was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that until it got to wearing on my back so much that it, it, it just got too painful to do. Not that I was getting dangerously hit or anything it's just i couldn't take that beating anymore yeah that's certainly understandable and again this is gizmo mccracken check him out this weekend september 22nd and 23rd at the chi health center for the omaha river city rodeo you can check out the website omaharivercityrodeo.org for information and tickets we're excited to be headed back on friday they've got the slack at 8 a.m. on Friday, and I don't believe there's even a ticket charged for that. And what the slack is, is extra. They only have time to run so many. It's like a two-hour show. If we have more contestants, then we can get in that time. That's what they call slack, and they will run them on Friday at 8 a.m. And then they have a, a youth camp deal at 1.30. Rodeo starts at 7.30, and then Saturday at 10 a.m. They have a rough and ready rodeo and the high school scholarship rodeo at 1.30. they got a lot of stuff going on Friday and Saturday. That sounds great. We'll have a link to that information and as well as to your website, gizmomccracken.com, on our newsletter portion. Gizmo, thank you so much. Good luck this weekend. Stay safe. Uh, and well out there, and, and appreciate your time, the fascinating look uh, inside the life of a rodeo clown. Enjoyed visiting with you, and we'll see you at uh, River City Rodeo. All right. Thanks, Gizmo. 